We'll read verses 1 through 6. Proverbs 3, 1 through 6. When you find it, say amen. It says, My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee, bind them about thy neck, write them upon thy table of thine heart, so thou shalt find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Mm -hmm. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Mm -hmm. Then let's look for New Testament scripture, the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15. Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15. You find to say amen? amen? It says, For if ye forgive not, I mean, if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your heavenly Father forgive your trespasses. Father God, we thank you for the word that you've already imparted with me. We thank you for your people that are here to be fed from you, O Heavenly Father. We pray, O Heavenly Father, that I receive no honor and glory from this word, but you receive it all, dear Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray that you would bless your people on today and be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In the book of Proverbs, most often we think of that chapter, that that book, as being a book that imparts wisdom. And there's all type of sayings in there. There's lots of scriptures, and and a lot of people have some of their very favorite scriptures come from the the book of Proverbs. Mm -hmm. But I'm here to tell you today that in this third chapter, in these first six verses, there's a word for God's people. It says, My son, forget not my law, but keep thine heart, but keep thine, but let, I'm sorry, but let thine heart keep my commandments. Sometimes you'll hear people make a statement, charge it to my head, not my heart. And really what they're saying is, okay, possibly I forgot or I misspoke. I said something I didn't mean to say, but in my heart, I really had no intentions of hurting you, forgetting you, forsaking you, or whatever that situation is. And God wants us to keep his word, keep his commandments in our heart. Because our heart is, is, is what we consider where our feelings come from. Our heart is where our intentions come from. Um, now the word tells us that we should love the Lord with all of our heart. Amen. But we should also love him with all of our mind as well. So to do that, that means we have to concentrate on him. It says, for, for length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. So by keeping God's commandments in our hearts, by not forgetting his law. And see, that's where the mind comes in, not forgetting. The forgetfulness or the lack thereof comes from our mind. 
Amen. So he is instructing us not to forget him. Keep, a, keep him in his mind and also in our hearts. And by doing that, length of days, long life, and peace my Lord, my Lord. shall they add to thee. There are those that live long lives but tend not to have much peace. Sometimes we think we don't have a lot of peace, but you got to be careful with what you think and what you say. You see, because oftentimes the adversary will come in and he'll try to make you forget about all the things God is doing for you and have you concentrating on the things he's not doing. See, as young kids, sometimes we don't understand. And, and, and I remember uh, a few years back, uh, one of my kids used to say, I sure wish I had another sister. We ain't going to call no names. But I sure wish I had another sister. I don't like being the only girl. But then there are others that say, man, I am so glad I ain't got another sister. I ain't got to share this. I ain't got to share that. I get all the stuff that little girls get. It comes to me. Amen. But see, the thing that I'm telling you, you got to watch how you think. See, it's a blessing to be an only child. It's a blessing to have other, other siblings. Anything that God gives you is a blessing. And we have to learn how to accept the blessing for what it is and not look on the negative and think about what we don't have. See, once upon a time, back in the Old Testament, uh, the children of Israel said, God, we want a king. Everybody else got a king. We want us a king. And God told them, you don't need a king. I have already taken care of you. He said, no, God, but you don't understand. We want a king. Give us a king. Well, God, in his great sense of humor, gave him a king. It wasn't too long after they said, oh, Lord, we don't want a king. Oh, this king is mean. This king is a hard taskmaster. Master. You have to be careful what you ask for because you just might get it. Amen? So if we keep God's laws in our mind and his love and his commandments in our heart, then he will give us peace and add to us long days. It said, let not mercy and truth forsake thee, but keep them about thy neck and write them upon the table of thy heart. Mercy and truth. Now, it's very easy to ask for mercy. Amen? Uh-huh. Have mercy on me. Yeah. Right? Forgive me. Tell me the truth. But when the shoe is on the other foot, sometimes we don't want to have mercy. Well, why should I have mercy on you? Why should I forgive you? It's the second time. It's the fifth time. How many times you done did this? How many times you keep asking? But when it's the shoe on the other foot and we're the one asking, we can't understand why you won't forgive us. Why you won't have mercy on us. But the word tells us, let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Keep them bound around thy neck and in the table of thy heart. It says, trust in the Lord. With all thine heart and lean not on thine own understanding. See, if we're trusting in God, 
we're going to be all right. When we lean on our own understanding, then oftentimes we're just not going to understand why. Because when I look at you, I was like, you did that on purpose. You intentionally tried to hurt me. Why should I forgive you? I just can't forgive you. See, we have that thing called pride. I didn't think I'd get too many amens on that. We, we got this thing called pride. And, and we just don't want to let somebody step all over us and walk all over us and put us down and put us to shame. But I'm here to tell you, there's a man called Jesus of Nazareth. He was put to shame for each and every one of us. He did nobody no harm. They spit on him. They slapped him. They put thorns on his head. They stabbed him. They teased him. They joked him. They joked and talked about him. And yet, he said, forgive them. Don't hold this to them. And this wasn't a week later. This wasn't after he was mad at him for two or three months. He did that immediately. And he that knew no sin can have mercy. And we that mess up all the time, can we have mercy? See, the one thing I like about the smaller children are, they're quick to forgive you. Amen? Yes, yes. The younger they are, they're quick to forgive you. They forgive you before you even ask for forgiveness. Amen? Yes. They hurt you. I'm sorry, okay. And they plan. They keep on like nothing happened. But the older we seem to get, the harder it seems to be. Amen? Lord have mercy. I mean... Yeah, I'm going to forgive you, but. Why the but got to come in there? Where'd that come from? Jesus didn't say, I'm going to forgive you, but. God didn't say, I'm going to forgive you, but. He said he'll throw it into the sea of forgetfulness. How many times have we asked God for that sea? Lord, let me borrow your sea so I can throw this stuff in there. I want to forget about the harm that they've done to me. I want to forget about the wrong that they've done to me. Because, see, sometimes I might unintentionally do you wrong. I might punish the wrong child. (laughs) See, I can't even get an amen on that. No, Daddy, you got it right. (laughs) I might punish the wrong child or whatever, and and I may not realize it. I, I may hurt your feelings and may not realize it. You're upset with me. You're going around with your lip poked out on your way to hell because you hate me, and I ain't even got a clue. See, grace and mercy, amen, if you hold ugly things in, you're going to have ugly things come out. And then you see me going on happy-go-lucky like I ain't got a care. No, and look at him. He act like he don't know what he did. I don't. The Bible says if you have an out with your brother, don't take it up with your sister. Don't take it up with your neighbor. Don't even take it up with the pastor. He says bring it to your brother. Take it up with the one you have an out with. So they can be resolved. And if for some reason it can't be resolved one-on-one, then get some help. Get a witness. Uh-huh. Bring them, with, not go out and tell, bring them 
and get a witness. And if that don't work, then bring it before the church. See, there's what we call in today's society protocol. Amen. There's a method. See, God had protocol way before we knew what protocol was. Amen. He already had a plan laid out. We just need to follow that plan. And so if we don't lean on our own understanding, but but we we acknowledge God, he will direct our path. He will help us that we can smile all the time. When's the last time y'all just smiled for no reason at all? Just woke up in the morning and smiled. Oh, today's going to be a great day. I'm going to smile, right? We wake up in the morning mad at what we thought we were mad at before we went to bed. We want to refresh it. Ain't no way I'm going to let them get away with this one. Sleeping through the night trying to figure out how to get revenge. I'm going to get him back. As young children, they didn't worry about that. They wake up in the morning and forget all about it. They just want to play. But as they start growing up, I start hearing them fuss even more. I ain't going to forgive you. You know what you did to my thing. That wasn't right. But I'm here to tell you, God is able to give you another chance. He's a God of another chance. Amen. So you have another chance to get it right. He says, in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Let's go ahead and look at Matthew 6, verses 14 and 15. I know everybody knows this very well and they love this. Dearly, it says, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. Isn't that a blessing? If you forgive me, then God will forgive you. Okay, what's the next one say? But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your heavenly father forgive you. So if you can't forgive me, he won't forgive you. Oftentimes when we pray, I'm going to say some folks pray. I won't put anything on anybody out here. I don't want to be accused of saying nothing bad about anybody in the church. Amen. But when some folks pray, 99.9% of that prayer is about me. Lord, I need, Lord, I want, Lord, I thank you, Lord, I, 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 I. And then we wonder what's wrong with everybody else. You don't pray for them. What's wrong with my spouse? When's the last time you prayed for them? What's wrong with my hard-headed brother and sister? When's the last time you prayed for them? You're busy praying for yourself. Pray for them. And not just God fix them. God, they messed up. That ain't what I'm talking about. The same prayer you pray for you, pray for them. You ask God to bless you, amen. I'm sorry, not y'all. I'm talking about the other folks. They ask God to bless them. Ask God to bless your friends, your so-called friends, the people you want to be your friends. Your boss, hallelujah. Now, we shall talk about our boss. Will we pray for him? How, how, how well does talking about them do? Does that change anything? Does that make them better? They seem to get worse, don't they? But prayer changes things. So pray for them. The Bible even talks about that too, right? Pray for those that what? Despitefully. 
despitefully. And, and I know some of us believe our, vice, uh, our bosses are just despiteful, right? They, they just hate me. They just making me do that just to try to see what I will do. Well, what are you going to do? Pray for them. How about that? And not them kind like we heard on the radio. I'm going to pray for you. That you're going down the street 100 miles an hour and your tires fall off. <laughs> that, that, that you wake up in the morning somebody wants to kill you and they cut your head. Not them kind of prayers. No, no, no. no. Those things don't go nowhere. And uh, I'm going to try to Google that song and get the words to that thing. But um, a couple months ago, if y'all remember, uh, we was coming back from Ohio. We was searching for things on the radio. And the song was, I'm going to pray for you. And I thought I found something. And I did, but not what I was looking for. <laughs> this song was talking about praying for the enemies that God would do harm to them. Everything about the song, about the prayer, was bringing harm to this individual, to this enemy, whoever that was. And I'll tell you, I couldn't listen to the whole thing. I ended up changing the station. Amen. Amen. Because, see, you got to be careful what you let inside. Amen. If you ain't careful, you run around singing that song in your head. Oh, I'm going to pray for you that you... And before you know it, you done fell off into the wrong situation. Amen. So let, let's look at another scripture. Let's look at uh, in the book of Mark, chapter 11, verse 25. Uh, let's look at 25 through 26. Mark 11. 24 through 26, I'm sorry. It says, Therefore, I say unto you, what thing, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. And when ye stand praying, forgive if you have aught against another, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses but if ye do not forgive neither will your father which is in heaven forgive trespasses so whatever we desire the word tells us we can pray for and expect to receive them another thing about young children when they ask for something they believe they're going to get it no matter how outrageous it is, when they ask for it, they really think they're going to get it. Until we keep saying no. Then all of a sudden they say, ain't no sense in asking. And sometimes they're like, uh, Daddy, I know you're going to say no, but I'm going to ask you anyway. <laughs> As parents, we probably need to kind of rethink this thing. Amen. Because, see, we don't want to go to the Heavenly Father like that be like, God, I know you're going to say no, but I want to pray for this thing anyway. Amen. So, so sometimes even though we're not able to do what it is they want, let's find out another word other than no. How about, let me think about that. <laughs> I'll get back with you. Amen. Or not at this time. Um. We should encourage our youth. We should encourage our children. 
We shouldn't have them so beat down that they're afraid to come to us. We shouldn't have them so rejected that they believe before they ever ask for something that the answer is no. Now, I made more than one mistake in my life. Okay, thank you. Amen. And chances are at least one or two of you out there made at least one or two mistakes in your life. But the good news is we got another chance to get it right. Amen. We can't go back in the future, I mean in the past, but we can kind of affect the future. That's where I was going. All right. Work with me. And, and, and so, and well, there was even move about, you know, going back to the future too, right? So I, I was right. <laughs> but with the things that we've learned from our past, that can help us change the future. Amen. But the thing is, we got to learn from our mistakes. So when we do something wrong... We repent from that. We ask for forgiveness and we learn from that and stop doing it. Is that all right? Aren't you glad we live in this world of modern technology? I mean, uh, aren't you glad you went back in the old days, like two, three hundred years ago, a thousand years ago, right? I mean, right now we have smart cars, right? Well, we don't have to walk everywhere. We, we got to go and dust off our sandals when we get there, right? Aren't you glad you don't have to walk? Are, are you glad? Right? I mean, right now we got these smart cars and they got what? Air conditioning, right? Got cruise control, navigational systems and all that, right? And that makes us feel good. We get in our car and we, yeah, I like this, right? And then we even have smartphones, right? If we got phones, we can sit there and put them on silent and vibrate. And we can text while we're in church, right? Mama, Mama can't see you passing notes back and forth. <laughs> Amen. All right. And, and, and we don't have to miss any phone calls. We can check uh, our email from our cell phones and all these things, right? I, I mean, once upon a time, if you want to get a message to somebody, you have to walk across the street and tell them, right? You have to wait till you saw them in church. You have to wait till you saw them at school. Right? Then they came out with telephones. Right? And then you had to hit the button and tell the operator, I want I wasn't back in them days, but I seen the movies, right? You know. And then we had the thing where the rotary dial, right? Oh yeah, then you had to wind them up. All kind of thing. Right? But now we got speed. You push one button and call somebody. Amen. You can just call their name. Call home. You know, mama. You know. My sweetie, you know, we're going to leave it right there, right? Amen. Aren't you glad you're not back in them old days, right? Um, aren't you glad we got smart homes now, right? But we're not living outside in caves and tents no more. But we got central air and heating, right? We, 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 got, we even got smart uh, uh, thermostats. You know, we can set our thermostat to come on at a certain time and go off at a certain time. So when we're not at home, it's off. You know, but an hour before we get home, we can turn it on to cool the house off or warm it up, right? Some of you got these, these stoves, amen, that, that we can set them things to cook while we ain't home and turn it off, go to the right temperatures, right? You ain't got to sit out over, over and strike sticks together and then make a fire. Aren't you glad you're not back in them days no more? Amen. And, and then we got smart kids now, too, to help us figure out how to work all this stuff. Hey, man, I get my phone to my son and say, hey, look, this is what I need to do it. Hey, the print is so small, 
But thank God for smart. I got reading glasses now, right? I just put these things on so I, I can see something, right? But then they also made smart bombs, right? So they can kill the right people at the right time. Just make them, I want to get that house and program it, boom, and blow it all up. See, all of these things are for our convenience. My Lord. But see, God wants us to get smarter about serving him as well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. God wants us to use all this technology to his glory. Not just for ourselves. See, it's fine that we're able to be in AC all day long, but in all that comfort, remember him. Amen. It's fine that we got the roof over our head and we got our, our food. Remember to bless that food. Remember where it, from whence it came. Amen. And, and the cell phones, right? Call up somebody and tell them you love them. Send a text message to say I'm praying for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't have to use all this technology just for ourselves, but to what? To the glory of God. Yes, yes, Lord. In all things you do, whether you eat or drink, do all to the glory of God. And so I'm here to tell you that in Mark 12, 30 and 31, it says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is namely like this. It's just like it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other greater commandment than these. So all these wonderful things that we like to have, we should want the same for our neighbors. We should want to bless our neighbors the same as we want blessings. See, I'm here to tell you, the more you try to help God, the more he's going to help you. See, we, some people, not us in here, I know you guys would never think like this, but, but there are those that think, well, the government going to take care of them. They got family, they will take care. Somebody else is going to do it. I don't have to do it. I'm busy. And we are busy. But we need to be busy what? Doing our Father's business. Amen. Now, I believe, as I prepare to wrap this up, I believe that God has destroyed more cities and people because of their lack of compassion for others, and thinking more of themselves than they ought than for any other reason I can think of. My Lord. Most often, when we pray, we only pray for ourselves. My Lord. As I stand here before you today, mm. I must say that I'm happy to report that God has given us another chance to get it right. It's not my first chance. Amen. It's not even my second, my third, my fourth, or my fifth. Since I've been living in this world, trying to live this Christian life free and separated from sin, I tell you, I can't remember how many times God has forgiven me. I can't even begin to tell you how many times I've messed up. I, I would not even want to fathom a guess about how many times I had to cry out, 
Lord, Lord. I think I messed up again. But I can tell you this, that God's grace and mercy is still here. That he loves me as just much today as he did the first day when I started this journey called life. And he's here for each and every one of us. I was sent an email that, that had an acronym for grace. It says, God's riches at Christ's expense. God's riches at Christ's expense. See, we didn't do anything to deserve grace. But it was because of Christ, what he did. And because of what Christ did, we are able to have the riches that God has to offer for us. Shall we stand? God has given us.